0: You can have all the money in your hand All the possessions anyone can ever have But it's our worth, it's treasure True worth is only not by what you got, but what you got in your heart You can have, you can have
2: feel free to reach out to the author at tlreflectionsjtd at com.
3: This is James T. DeShay, the host of Thought, Love, and Reflection, brought to you by Never Had It So Good, Sports Media Network. You know, today the there are days when we have to contemplate and reevaluate what it is that is going on around us, and determine whether or not it is possible to exist in this vacuum of, and I I call it a vacuum of dishonesty uh, because we have a president who's constantly changing his message, to fit his chaotic situation. So there are times when he's trying to lead us to believe uh, that he has done nothing wrong and everything that's going on around him was created by others, so no responsibility. So right now, he has one of his colleagues uh, Mr. Matterface, going on trial uh, for some of the criminal activity that took place while being a part of our president's existence. Our president selected this man, and Tom would have never became a part of the dynamic, Paul Manafort, would not have became a part of our national history had he not been selected by Donald Trump. So it was Donald Trump's responsibility to make sure that people around him we're above board. So now we find ourselves in a situation where our president is constantly evolving to fit what is going on in our news each and every day. And I want to just ask you guys, at what point do we send a message to our president that we will not be hoodwinked, we will not be made fun of, and that he can't just say anything and everything and expect us to swallow it, hook, line, and sinker. Now, I'm going to give you a, a for instance, and ask you to, uh, to search your minds and see if you, and find others. Initially, he told us there was no collusion. And I have been going, you know, I think of myself as an intelligent person. I won't tell anybody I'm a smart person, but I'm an intelligent person. I have the ability uh, to search and determine If something is reasonable And I have the ability to use The tools around me To help me come to a conclusion So I don't allow people to just tell me something Without researching it And kind of understanding Of the situation The term collusion to me and I want you all to uh, assist me with this today. Collusion means that I and another individual come together and create a plan that has a certain and perspective. So if I come, if I talk with somebody and that person and I decide that we want a selected outcome to come uh, to fruition, then we conclude we have gotten together and colluded to decide something to happen in the future. Now, our president has gone from you have not coll- uh colluded uh, with the Russians in any way To so now I've heard well collusion is not illegal now strangely I don't think you can have that both ways you can't go around yelling and telling the world that you did not collude with the Russians And then uh, when it looks like collusion might be possible to prove that you didn't collude and collude, if you did collude, it is not illegal. Now, I don't know if Americans are paying attention, but this man publicly tried to encourage, the Russians, to find public the lost emails from Hillary Clinton. Now, if you encourage your enemy to do a specific goal, and you publicly say that to them, and it comes to pass, seemingly me, you all got together and tried to make something happen. So I have a difficult time understanding how a president jumped from one side of the coin to the other. Regarding his his participation, your son and a group of other people decide they want to meet with a Russian spy. And uh, on the basis that she has information uh, that she can reveal about Hillary Clinton. Originally, you spoke with her, spoke with this woman and the other person about how you could adopt babies. Now, we ain't heard that anymore. Ain't heard nothing about adopting no babies anymore because it was a lie. How many lies are the American people willing to accept from this president? How much are we willing to allow him to take us down this dark path where his lying becomes acceptable? At some point in time, you have to call a spade a spade. You cannot allow yourself to be dragged into the chaos created by this man. At some point, somebody has to raise their hand, prove they have the leadership to help us get out of this mess. We can no longer be blindly walked and allow this man to take us through this situation. Now, if Paul Manafort becomes, which is unlikely, he is really going to say that this is a witch hunt. But what would he say if he gets convicted? And what's the likelihood of him getting convicted and staying quiet about all the other things that he knows Related to Donald Trump So T we find ourselves Find this whole All this mess is coming to a head With Paul Manafort Being the first person uh, To be prosecuted Even though we've had Others who've already pleaded guilty So now this is the first trial Related to the people Around Donald Trump how much more is going to be needed to be discovered before we decide that a hey, a hey, we've seen enough? Well,
1: thank you, James, and uh, good afternoon. Uh, glad to be back on the show today. Uh, you said a lot in your opening statement. Uh, and first, uh, I want to say that uh, I don't claim to be the smartest person, but I do claim to be uh, to have a high level of intelligence. And so uh, i wanna i wanna paint a picture for you, and I, I think it would be pretty uh, pretty uh graphic enough to understand what I think is going on. All right, uh you have two superpowers that will be that be and the United States. uh Donald Trump being a person of opportunity uh, he already has uh hotels, some hotels in Russia. He sold uh, some property to uh, high influential people in uh, outer Russia, and you got um, Vladimir Putin, uh, and you got China also, which is the key character in this picture. All right, now Vladimir Putin is a KGB operative, uh, uh, eight. and Donald Trump. Now you got to understand how the KGB works and the Russians work. When they want something done, they go to people that seem to be hungry for opportunity, or uh, or people who just like feeling their gut just, just to hear themselves talk. And that, you got both of those in Donald Trump. So he's he's a prime he's a prime turkey. He's a great turkey for somebody like Vladimir Putin. All right. So what has happened is uh, Donald Trump, being an opportunist as he is. Uh, and he surrounded himself with other, opp- other other people of opportunity, such as Paul, Paul Manafort, which has a sleazy record in the first place. We got a sleazy record as long as your arm, all right? Uh, Breitbart and, and Steve Bannon, which is another opportunity. Now these characters, such as these, see money and greed and opportunity before they see patriotism. And patriotism is the next level down so these opportunities uh don't don't care much for the patriotism uh that they may be interrupting or maybe uh shedding a dark light on because the opportunity is there they'll deal with the patriotism later on so these bags came up with Russia and and get my poin Now remember this do you remember when candidate Trump, always came out saying that everything was rigged, everything was rigged, our, our system is rigged. The reason he was doing that because I think that he knew that he and Vladimir Putin had a plan. They had a rigged plan. All right. Now do you remember when the question was asked of him, which you accept the results of the of the election. And he said, the only way I will accept the results of the election is if I win. Now, why did you say that? Because you know that the outcome is supposed to be you win. That's the plan. All right. So, as it turned out, though, the American people and patriotism wasn't part of this equation. It's not... And, and the evangelical Christian and all of those, they was not a part of this equation. All they did was thinking that this guy has their best patriotism interest at hand, which he does not, because he's an opportunist. So now, now all the stuff is hitting the fan, and the truth is coming out. And American people, his American people, not us, his American people are all level New York on their face. Because they were not part they, they 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 had no no idea of the camaraderie that he, Yatabin Poo, Uh, Eric Kushner, all of those these are opportunities. These people are looking for the big payday. And 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 they and so then what they do now, they say that it's not us, it's the it's, just, it's the dark government, uh, what whatever it is they put that. Um, but they are the dark government. They always have been. But they got to make it look seems like it was a Democrat. For the Democrat. But the Democrat had never, never had any kind of uh, Espionage type stuff going on like this. Now so we've had
3: our problems, but nothing like this. Things I want everybody to completely understand, who's out there listening, and when. He talked about being an opportunist. People have to realize that there are people in our society who are willing to operate and participate with, the, with our enemies for their own good. You have to remember back in the time when our military was in war and conflict with the Indians that the Indians were at a disadvantage. And there were people who were willing, uh, because of their own interests, not because they loved the Indians, but they saw an opportunity to sell weapons to the Indians in order to fill their own pockets. That has not gone away. We still have people have infiltrated our government who found a way to out talk and outslick slick of the intelligence of the American people the majority of which were white Americans and who are willing to sell their souls? so you have a country the likes of Russia, who has found themselves who find themselves in a situation where they're no longer relevant, who've lost their ability to be a superpower. So it has created an opportunity for people like Paul Manafort and others associated with Donald Trump to take advantage of the opportunity to make money of Russia's need to re-exert itself. So now we have a person who is saying to us that he didn't collude for months and months and maybe even a year, our president said he didn't collude with the Russians to win the presidency. Now he's saying, if he did collude, colluding is not a crime. Now, are you going to be hoodwinked again by this man? In reality, needs to be, I believe, needs to be locked up when it's all said and done. And the the first domino to fall is going to be Paul Manafort. Now, you, you you have to understand and believe there's always gonna be one person who's willing to take it to the to the heel or take it to the door hoping that somebody will save him. Paul Manafort believes that Donald Trump with some way some a uh, hook or crook will find a way to uh, leave him of the punishment that he deserves. The FBI does not play, and we all know that once they smell blood in the water, they're more than likely to catch the victim they're in search of. So Andre, as we get ready for this trial, they would not have taken him to trial if they didn't think they had evidence to convict him. This is not a game. What terrific! But our president mm-hmm. seems to be thinking that we are just unable to 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 see him as a liar.
4: Well terrific Tuesday and uh I don't know if he uh really is concerned whether we view him as a, a truth teller or not because he shared uh many examples uh, since it's campaigning and end up winning. So th- I don't think that's important to him. But I would like to say on uh, today is that I am so thankful and proud of LeBron James, how he is standing up, taking action to make sure that children with high-risk potentials have a place in which they can potentially have a change of direction. And, you know, on this show we talk about what actions can be done and what should be done, and we talk about a lot of the challenges that we have uh, going on in this country, but this is an opportunity to highlight one of our own. Uh, LeBron uh, James has always, to me, been a, a role model of what true professionalism is uh, defined. Uh, he's articulate, he's smart, he has a caring heart, and um, you know, he has a partner by his side that has, I think, probably been with him some while, even when uh, he was growing up and coming through. But he's committed, even though he's gone out to uh, California, he's committed to his home uh, town and state, uh, putting that, that's giving back to the uh, community. So I really hope that our young people, our leaders of tomorrow, our children, See that we do have role models in which they are putting back into the community. They are investing, and this is something that we surely surely can celebrate, especially when we have so many negative uh, things that's going on.
3: You are you are so right, and uh, it is obvious that this LeBron wants to stand up and be counted, and that's one of the when I originally. Started the show I talked about who will raise their hands and uh, show the leadership that is needed uh, to make just to be upfront and honest and you're right it's difficult to have an argument about what kind of role LeBron will play when even when he's leaving Cleveland and going to Los Angeles he shows a commitment and love uh, for the city that he's leaving. So um, how will you, uh, Kathy, how will you all embrace LeBron as he is showing his leadership and his love for people, and he's coming to L.A.?
5: Good afternoon, everybody, and thank you so much. Um, Audrey for bringing that forefront you know I'm actually a LeBron James fan so whatever when he was in Cleveland I was in Cleveland when he went to Miami I was in Miami so I told all of my LA friends that wherever LeBrons go I go and they know that and we uh, me we are embracing him to the fullest so I'm excited to see what he's going to do here. And that is actually an awesome thing that he's doing in Cleveland. And I know that he's going to continue to do other things in his actual home state, but I know that when he comes here, he's going to partner with some other people. I'm going to try to reach out myself to see if he'll even partner with our organization. Now that right there would be magnificent. And I am going to be sending out tweets, um, Texas, and trying to Facebook him wherever I can so that I can see if he'll come out and support what we do as well. So I'm happy about it, James.
3: Well, I um I appreciate the fact that he is the man that he is and that he's been willing to uh, raise his hand and be counted when it comes to telling people what he truly thinks. Now, he may not bring y'all, well, there ain't no maybe. He will not bring y'all a championship next year, but at least the team will be a little bit better. Hey, uh,
5: hey, 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 you don't know that now. Don't don't speak before you see the games,
3: okay? So
5: we're not going to start that with none of you guys in hey, these other states. Hey, don't say that because you're going to have to eat them hey, words, okay?
3: Hey, look, here, right I'm now. going on record. You want to make a bet? You want
5: to bet uh, right now? I'm willing to put two dollars
3: on that. Okay. I, hey, you all can't beat Golden State, no matter who y'all bring over there. So I don't. Let me tell you.
5: Let me tell you. Golden State is Golden State, and they are beatable. So watch out. for what you say? Not,
3: okay.
5: Not, not be, really be, be very careful about what you say. Yeah.
3: <laughs> I I I applaud I applaud LeBron James but the, he will not be able to bring y'all no championship no time soon. You can believe that. But uh D let me ask you, what what are your thoughts about LeBron raising his hands during this nightmare? Well,
1: first of all I would to say Ms. artist James, you notice how Ms. Arden just shouldered her way in
2: Took the hams out of
1: your head and 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 sent that thing to the hill. So we was so we was headed to the rock. You saw that?
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did. I did. I just you just didn't think you know what I was talking about was worthy of conversation.
1: Yeah, okay, but you say it man. Okay. I like that boy. You got to appreciate that, okay? But look, uh, you know, uh, you did open up the, the 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 segment with asking uh, how can we uh get through this. And and we get through this by minding our own million. We need to do like we always have. And uh the I
3: think we've lost D. Are you there, Dee? Yeah, we lost him. Uh and, and I'm okay, Audrey, with you uh uh sinking my ship, so to speak. Understand that we have those days when your what your voice uh we want your voice heard regardless of what the subject is. And again, uh, you know, LeBron is showing that he's not going to be uh silent and we need some of that. Uh, I'm afraid and uh that the NFL has not shown the same type of leadership and that they may not uh, continue the uh, controversial display of kneeling this upcoming year. And let me just say that,
4: um, you know, there's so many components that LeBron James brings to the table. And let us just start with his being of uh, African-American descent. And as a black uh, male role model, um, not only on the court, but also in the community. And now when we see so many uh, single parents and how often we need uh, black role models, even in our schools as teachers, uh, he's teaching us. He's teaching us and he's teaching the generation to come. And, you know I've never heard anything and I don't keep up with it a lot, but I don't remember hearing anything negative as the way he treats uh, his wife, his family. So there too are characteristics. I would I would think that he um, has an anchor in knowing who who he is because he haven't uh, minded speaking out and on those times that he have spoken out on some what controversial, Uh, topics, and while others may have been um, afraid to speak up, he did so in a professional, respectful manner, and that, too, within itself is a way to demonstrate and teach, because as we look at our own heritage, going back to 1865, and uh, it was all communities that helped each other uh, survive. And you know, um, you know, you talk about our black farmers, and so often we've gotten away from them. But you know, uh, in our communities, where we had issues, it was mostly the pastors and the preachers that was looked to to go and, and be the voice, if you will, for what the concerns were and what the needs were. But it was the community that came together and supported. So let us take this opportunity to again, you know, we we so often. Run at all these different topics that we have coming at us, but have we ever taken the time to recognize, you know, the positive, the blessings that are around us? We always can look and find the negative, and there, are, there are many, yes. But let us, at least for a moment, relish the the positive that we have, and what we can pull from this, and glean from this, and duplicate. Um, for not only ourselves but our community and, more importantly, for our children and those that come behind us.
3: Andre, I I appreciate what you and Kathy bring to the table when you all want to discuss and talk about the positive things that are going on. And I don't mind supporting those things as best that I can. And I want to –
4: Oh, Jace, you might have dropped off. I can't hear you. Okay,
3: I want to... Can you hear to, me?
4: To, okay.
3: Yeah, I, I, hear I hear you. I hear you. I wanted to just say that we have to be on a mission uh, to rise above even what LeBron is doing. I think we need to be working to manifest a organization uh, that can compete with the likes of the NRA. We have too long allowed ourselves to kind of uh, just rely on the organizations that we've had in the past. And though I applaud what LeBron is doing, I think we really got to get ourselves to the point where we put our money where our mouth is, not only the money that LeBron is putting out, but the millions of African-Americans, who should get together and support an organization that would do our bidding? I just mm-hmm. think that when I... we going in the streets and and uh, and participating in marches, that's all well and good. But we need to be on a regular basis putting money into an organization that can do the kind of bidding. That the nra does to support those positions that they're in if you truly I love that i believe that uh black lives matter then you ought to be willing to give some organization 25 a month so that they can be there prepared to fight for those lives that we're losing
4: I, I agree with us uh, having a, blip, a larger platform, and I do believe in order to uh, establish a larger platform, especially where we are at this given time, we have to start somewhere. And I would venture to say, James, I think we talked about this, um, um, you know, a while back on your show. Each of us have a cause in which we think is important. You know, a lot of times we come on your show and we go from topic to topic, from issue to issue, because there's so many. But I think each of us, separate from this show, we have a calling in which we really are passionate about, and we do support that. Um, the thing of it is is that we may not necessarily all be supporting one. And when you t- think of an organization similar to what you mentioned, the NRA, we have to know that uh, that did not happen overnight, and that has always had a um, grassroots platform for um, with people that was in a different position than where we are and where we have been. Uh, so we have to start somewhere. And, uh, I do agree that we, you know, bigger and better things, but I surely appreciate LeBron because that's better than, uh, where we have been on on, on several several occasions. But if you want to, um, identify a charge to, uh, your audience and which we can all rally around and, and have one particular platform,
3: I'm interested in, in that as well. Let me just ask you, and because I just want to legitimize my statement. See, the point is is that at some point in time, the next generation has to stand up. And we have been so long living off the back of the our parents and our parents' parents that we presently haven't stood up and suggested that we need to have an organization that does our bidding. We are too busy working and too busy taking care of our parents, excuse me, taking care of our families. Can long, no longer? I'm sorry, I, I, as much as I appreciate and love the NAACP, they are no longer able as an organization. To fight the war that we're presently involved in, and I just don't see them raising their heads. And they may be tired, and I might get some backlash for saying that. But I see lawyers out there now who go around the country and are the voices of these terrible things that are happening uh, to us as a as, as as a race. But those people need some backing and they need some support. And we just don't seem to be in a position to give it.
5: Well, James, you know what? I I went to this seminar um, maybe about five years ago. Me and my husband, we were going to start uh, a business and the guy talked about the people how many people it was in the world he was calculating over a trillion people I mean you know all over the universe and what he said to us was that it's, it's just like a pie this world is just like a pie everybody can have a slice of it so if you get a slice of that pie you still have enough to sustain your family and what it is you want to do because of the people because Everybody is not a leader. There are a lot of followers, and you'll be able to uh, uh, draw the attention of those that are followers to to your particular business. So I'm saying that to say what you just said is that it doesn't seem like now it's because we do not see it doesn't mean it's not happening. I believe that there is um, a group, a set of people that have been raised up or are being raised up in a particular area that are going to stand and um, show themselves to be true for these things that that you're talking about. But what I wanted to really point out is go back to what um, um, Andre was talking about, how LeBron James came out forefront and the cameras turned to him. You know, the enemy is so busy to where he will continue to have us to focus our eyes on what Donald Trump is doing, on how he's uh, uh, tearing the, the country down, how he's doing this and doing that, to where we can't even see on the other side the good things that are going on. So what what happened was there was a shift. So we we got shifted over to see what LeBron James was doing. So that took away what – Donald Trump was doing and saying that to say to you that there are some people that are being raised up that are doing great things. And like Audrey said, uh, a few minutes ago, again, she said that we are in our own separate communities doing our own separate things that nobody knows about but the people that are around us and that we are making a difference. So I, I believe that there is a difference being made, but we don't always get to see it. Sometimes the Lord open it up so we can glimpse and see it, and sometimes he don't because he wants us to continue on the path that we're on to do what we know is right.
3: Well let me uh do you come back. Let me just ask you and, and again I put myself out there and the people wanna um if I wanna give you some backlash for saying this, we just need to go beyond the NAACP to another level that uh for us against these issues that we presently have, we don't seem to be able to rally around the NAACP in a way that continues to make them effective. So maybe then we need to create a new organization that has the ability uh, to integrate us into it and it's working so that they can get the support they need to help us with the issues of saving our children.
1: Well, Jay, thank you. And I apologize of course I went to a dead zone. Uh I think there's a truth in what you're saying as well as what Miss Kathy is saying. Um, first of all, let me touch on what you said. Um, you know, um, the way the NAACP, no, uh when you said that uh <clears throat> we're living uh we haven't stepped up to the plate to to further the um the actions of our parents and our grandparents. And, and so in, in in respect to that, what we're doing, we're actually living off the remnants of their actions. We we have not we we have not put forth our own actions since their actions. Uh we have we have been living off the remnants or the vapors of their actions. And now, now that has dissipated. The NAACP uh, is a relic of our past, and, and like you said, you might take some flack on saying that, but that's okay because you know. Uh, and watching them over some years, they seem to be they seem to be a little bit more political, in their in their own right. So they they got a lot of political inside issues that they deal with all the time. So they are a relic of our past in that Miss um, Kathy is correct uh, in to say that there are – look, uh, we we haven't really – when we didn't pay enough attention to what Jesse was doing and what Al Sharpton was doing because they was part of that history uh we 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 made notice at that time that we wanted to do things on our own. We didn't want to follow the the uh, the way of of our, aunts, of our grandparents on being led by certain individuals. So we we made notice that we want to do things on our own now, and we've been doing that for the past 30 years. And and doing it on our own, yeah, we kind of let we we kind of dropped the ball. Let me say, dropped the ball to where now we're in a predicament where uh, we're like a uh, we're like the tribe, or we're like the people that Moses was trying to lead in the desert, and we all just went our separate ways. We we gone our own tribal ways. Now this Donald Trump thing, and 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 all due respect of the universe, is a is a eye opener it's a slap in the face. And so like you know, God has a funny way of getting our attention. So it's a slap in the face. So that's why we now that's why we talk about these two things now at the same time. So so when Miss Cather said that uh, everybody is doing their own thing, yes that's true. Hopefully hopefully it would take ground well enough to where we can all come together and and network. Like, what what y'all are doing out there in the West Coast? What y'all are doing in, in, in down there where Miss Miss Joyce is, and what y'all doing? Where Miss Audrey is and Miss Regina? What y- what y'all doing? And maybe see that's why I think Facebook and the and the internet could be used as a tool. Look, that's what they did. You understand that now? You know this, this small manifold thing and and Donald Trump and Steve Bannon. We're just getting the back end of this, but they've been networking for the past 10, 15 years. So that's what we need to do. We need to network even through Facebook. You know, Facebook has has its faults, but if used correctly, it can be an awesome tool for us to really kind of get back together and, and galvanize in a way that you've been talking about. Thank you. Well,
3: let me just say that I truly believe what Kathy was talking about in terms of the number of people that are out there in the world and that we need to galvanize a group. Uh, that is large enough and committed enough to help us when we find ourselves in a bad situation. Sir George Marshall went around the, the country and in the South raising his voice and protesting the way that African Americans were being killed and being persecuted and he made a difference, and people supported him. Now we have a gentleman named Benjamin Crump who is now raising his head across the country. We need to develop an organization large enough that people will be afraid to kill our children in the street. Right now we don't have the ability or the voice to make these officers take a second look at way that the way they are living their lives. And we have to take responsibility for raising our children so that they cannot be a part of the problem. They need to be a part of the solution. And I'm just saying we need to mimic With the millions of dollars we have in our pocket right now, we are not supporting our future the way our parents supported our future. So, Kathy, I'm just saying there is no reason I am 58 years old, and that organization has lasted, the NAACP has lasted for a long time. Why haven't we? God, what LeBron James is doing on his, by himself on a larger scale. James, I, I was just thinking about that.
5: I, I said, is he going to call me or is he going to call Ms. Joyce? Because you know what it is? We could, we could, right now today, we could assemble people to go forth and do exactly what you said. But you know what it is? It's pride in people. It is them being selfish. It is people being, um, I don't know what they're going to do with my money, or I don't need them to do that. See, first of all, we need to pray for us. We need to pray that we would get on one accord with one another and that we would hear the spirit speak and not the man speak. Because when we see someone of color standing up and saying that they're getting ready to begin a protest and these are the steps that we should take, and there is a process, we start to doubt what they're saying. So we turn around and we go the other way. So what we need to do is we need to pray that even as the Lord raises whoever these people are going to be up, that we would hear them in the spirit and not in the natural because it's just us that's holding us back because we are capable of doing that and even more.
3: Yeah, it is. uh, D, I really believe that some of our leaders have let us down in the sense that they got all caught up into themselves and not on the mission uh, that they should have been focused on. Financially, African Americans and people of color have come a long way. But in terms of organizing, we have not. And we need to come to grips with that and not let another 50 years go by and we still have the same organizations
1: doing the same thing and we don't have nobody to speak for us. Well, Jay, you know, I really think that uh, Miss Catherine made a tremendous point. Uh, and, and the last thing that you said was a great point also, whereas we don't want to go to another 50 years doing the same thing that we've been doing and expecting different results. And so I think the difference is what Miss Kathy said is we got to learn how to be a better receptacle to the words and the and the delivery of the words that's being said to us. And I think that's the missing link. When Miss Kathy speaks about how people still worried about what their money going to, uh, what he gonna do with my money, like Pastor Smith used to say, and like uh one of the other gentleman we used to, uh, used to have on the show used to say, we don't trust one another. And so, and and that's a major issue that we still have. Now, first of all, fundamentally, it would be a shame to go another 50 years expecting different different results, and we still don't trust one another if we think that we are supposed to be the different maker. But if we don't, so we know, everybody knows that it's hard to do something or most anything by yourself. You got to have people, that uh, and enough people to actually get anything done. But when you got people that don't know how to trust, still don't have have trust issues, then that's going to be our problem for a long time. So fundamentally, we we need to uh, uh, cultivate young people on how to be public speakers, and how to cultivate a good message going forward, how to uh, touch people in their emotions and not necessarily, like Miss Cathy said, in their spirit and not necessarily their head. You know, everybody wanted to make money. Everybody wanted to uh, maintain a good standard of living, but we don't listen well enough in the spirit. So, you know, I, 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 I met a young lady, uh, at, at one of our uh, convenience stores, and uh, making a delivery, and she mentioned to me that she was, uh, was going to college, and I asked her, "Well, what, what subjects are you are you pursuing?" And she told me, uh, "She told me uh, political science and criminology." And boy, you know, you know, you know, I like to went through the roof then, cause that's where it's at. that's where that for black people going for political science, yes, sir. Because you know, we talk about politics every day if we could. If we could, we would. Right. So so when a person we we have to do what's in trend and what's in and, and what's missing right now in our society in my opinion is um the lack of trust where we can come to a in conversation and talk about real things. Like that's why I, that's why we like your show James. We come to your show, your your show and talk about real things you know you can go on Facebook at any time of day and go into one of these uh uh chats or one of these groups that call themselves adult groups or uh yeah adult conversation but see what they think adult conversation they think uh talking provocative and vulgar is adult conversation and that's for from the, the truth What's adult conversation is they're talking about real issues. And so uh, that's what we had to tweak and and, and fine-tune our people's way of thinking. See, we lack real bad right there. But we are the smartest people in the world, but we just need a little nudge in the right direction. And I think that's what we need. Thank you. Certainly we need to find a
3: focus that is going to truly make a difference in our long-term existence and that is going to create the kind of people that we need for leadership and who will do our bidding uh, because we made provisions. You can't ask people to do your bidding without making provisions for them to be on a larger stage. And right now we just don't have that happen. Take a a break, and we'll come back and give everyone an opportunity to say their final words.
6: I'm here, baby. I'm ready, baby. I'm waiting on you. I'm alone with you. You keep talking about you loving me. Your poor play just blows my mind. So, why don't we stop all the talking, girl? Why don't we stop wasting time? I I'm with you, I'll never go back Say there's a lesson you wanna teach Here I am baby, practice what you preach
3: Days a week, Monday through Friday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, Saturday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, and Sunday at 8:30 p.m. Eastern Time. We here so that your voice can be heard loud and clear without interruption. Cassie, uh, what is your final thought this evening?
5: James, I think we need to give you the torch on this new project. And I think you need to sit down and write out how you want everything to go, bring it back to us, and you know we're going to jump in and support you and go forth in doing this new 2018-2019 uh, Stand for Something or Fall for Anything. All
3: right? Cass, <laughs> I tell you, I think we have the pieces uh, to, to bring it to light. And I just thank you for your continued support. You know, I've been here raising my voice for a long time, but it is because of you and Dee and Audrey and uh, Joyce and uh, Cheryl and, oh, so many more that we are able to just keep hanging in there and having that voice in the wilderness. And hopefully at some point people will hear it and will bring the fire that we need. I just want to thank all y'all for y'all considering Continue support, and we'll see you tomorrow so that we can make a difference in the world.